Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday, August 15th. My name is Matt. Uh, we are live and I am uh, guest hosting today and I think tomorrow as well. And I'll be on Wednesday and then uh, Dave will be making his return uh, a little bit later this week. So um, this morning we had a little bit of a last minute cancellation. It happens every couple of months or so. Um, something comes up or we need to reschedule. And uh, so what I thought would be fun for today is, well, first of all, let's kick it off by if you all can leave me a little comment and let me know where you're tuning in from. Uh, that'd be awesome. It's always fun to see where people are tuning in from. And uh, I like to just, you know, know that we're international. Um, and today what we're going to do is we're going to dive in and a little Q&A session. Uh, since we had a little reschedule, I thought, why not open it up, open the floor to people who are here live with us and do a fun little Q&A. And also, you know what, maybe we'll even break out the old handy dandy whiteboard and see if we can't get a little marketing lesson or two. We've got Louisiana's in the house, Kentucky, uh, where else? North Carolina. Let me move a few things around here on my screen. We've got Germany in the house. What's up, Germany? Uh, Germany, that's Grace from Germany. What's up, Grace? We've got Georgia's in the house. Kayla, what's up? Rhonda's from Chicago. Cindy's from Texas. Jamie's from Florida. Wendy's from Oklahoma. Uh, Chandler, nice. Massachusetts, sweet. Wow, we've got a we've got a midnight attendee from Australia, North Carolina, Idaho. What's up? Uh, Washington, Susan. Good to see you, Elise from Alabama. Susan's in from Georgia. What's going on, everybody? Good to see you guys. Guten Tag to you too. I I don't know that much German, but as you might be able to guess from my last name, I am. A good bit of German heritage, and uh, I did take German in high school and forgot it all. So that's how that goes, you know. Um, so today, I thought uh, what might be cool is if you wanted to just share uh, a, any questions that you've had as you're going through the 15 day challenge, as you're starting marketing, as you're getting your TikTok and Facebook videos set up. What questions have you had? Um, Banner. There we go. Boom. And for those of you who don't know me yet, um, I'm the CMO here at Legendary, which just means that I oversee a lot of our marketing efforts. And um, that's that's basically all that that means. <laughs> Trying to plug in my little whiteboard thing here. so But I don't know what I had to unplug in order to plug it in. So you guys, you guys thought that you were... Um, you guys thought that you were not tech savvy. Well, I'm reaching, trying to trying to plug this bad boy in. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right. We've got it. Got it. Let's pull open some questions. Let's pull open some questions. Colby's got us a question. What's up, Colby? Good to see you. 
also, if you guys want to uh, want to let me know where you're calling in, where you're tuning in from uh, with your question, that would be awesome. Just always nice to know where you guys are at. And what's going on in your world? Um, how do you link a tink? Uh, a, how do you do a link on TikTok without having a business ID? Well, let's just dive right into it. Okay, no warm up questions at all. Um, without a business ID, I, I guess I'm not clear on what a business ID you mean. You could mean like an LLC or something. Um, all you have to do is just go into go into ClickFunnels or your funnel builder and, and create a little link and paste it into your link in bio. Um, otherwise, if you don't have a, uh, if you get a thousand followers with a personal account, you can put a link in your bio then. So there you go. We're going to pop through, we're going to pop through probably like another, what, 20 to 30 minutes of questions. So if you've got any questions, I might get to all of them. I might not. And if I don't get to absolutely all of them, please don't, please don't take it personally. We'll just, we'll have a fun little morning here. We'll hang out. We'll, we'll answer some questions. We'll see if we can get something valuable out of this thing. Um, I'm sure we will. All right, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, do you ultimately have to redo all your social media profiles? No, not really. Um, I know a lot of people who have just kind of kept their same social media profile uh, for everything that they've ever done, been very successful, um, making a lot of money. I wouldn't say you need to redo all your social media. How do you do the hashtag? How do you use hashtag strategy? Well, a couple things on hashtag strategy is I tend to be a little bit more um, conservative. Uh, think about it like political terms. You have conservatives and you have progressives. Some people are like really aggressive in using hashtags and trying to get hashtags to be the be the thing that gets them to take off or whatever. I tend to be more conservative. I've seen a lot of times where hashtags can hurt your social media status as opposed to help it. So I tend to be a little bit more conservative. I, I like to use maybe one or two hashtags as opposed to five to 10 hashtags. And when I use hashtags, I'll try to make them uh, big and broad generic hashtags. So um, let me compare this a little bit to, I'm going to share my screen real quick, uh, Todd, if, if you have a second. So I, I compare this to search, to search engine optimization, um, let's see, SEO or search engine optimization. So um, in SEO, and what this means is, for those of you who aren't clear on what search engine optimization means, hope I spelled that right. Um, is is basically you're optimizing the the title, the description, and what's actually in the page, along with keywords. There's other stuff that matters too, but um, and and the actual content on your website to get ranked in Google or other major search engines. So this is search engine optimization. It can help you get a lot of free leads. Now. Um, when it comes to hashtags, I actually think about hashtags pretty similarly to, to these as well. So in, in, um, in the search engine optimization wor world, you can talk about um, keywords, but you can talk about them or search terms in terms of long tail or short tail keywords, meaning 
short short keywords are bigger and broader. They would be like hashtag marketing, right? Now, uh, a long tail keyword might be, or hashtag, keyword, hashtag, I'm using them interchangeably, might be, um, might be something like, um, uh, um, uh, freelance digital marketing. Because if you go search those on TikTok, you, you do a search for each, either of those hashtags, you'll probably have like, I don't know, uh, 1 million views for this and, and uh, 5 billion views for this. So this one has a bigger, broader reach. And especially in some niches, like, uh, like if you're in weight loss or if you're in um, uh, weight loss or like a make money online industry, or like if you're dealing with like crypto stuff, or if you're dealing with like um, um, dating, uh, there's certain niches that are going to be a little bit more stringent on which hashtags you're using. And so if you use bigger, broader keywords like marketing, it'll get you kind of in the right basket, but it'll still be a broad enough audience where you can reach new people and your reach isn't um, hindered. So, you know, I've heard of people recently just saying, I'm not, I'm not even using hashtags anymore because the algorithm is so good that it's just, it's grabbing basically a transcription of what I'm saying and it's using that. So from a hashtags perspective, um, I tend to just, it's more of a light touch thing rather than trying to niche down every single one, because then you start getting into hashtags that might not be uh, super compliant or might raise a red flag. Why, ra why raise a red flag on your content if, um, if you don't, why unnecessarily raise a red flag on your content? That's my point. Um, Okay, so Erica's got everything set up. Three months of posting and no leads yet, nothing getting discouraged. Around three months is where I would start to just question the overall strategy or start to create some new accounts. So uh, also what I would do here is I would ask a very specific question. If I came to this, uh, I want to give you a little feedback on how to ask a powerful question. So everything I have everything set up, three months of posting and no leads yet. What I would say is... Um, go look up how many capture page or funnel page hits you have, right? So first of all is, is my, is my automation, is my system even working? Is it even set up properly? Is it even working? So everything set up three months of posting and no leads. Yet. First of all, funnel hits. Second of all, uh, where are you posting and how often are you posting? I, somebody could come to me and say, I've done three months of posting. I've had this happen before. I said, how, how often have you been posting? Well, I posted about eight times, eight times a day. No, just eight times. Oh, okay. So you've, you've posted social media eight times and you've got no leads. All right. That, that's the problem. We need to post more often. Right? So, um, I would love to be able to help you, but also I, I can't give valuable feedback if I'm unclear about the details. So if you want a great answer and you really want help from me, which I can give, um, make sure to just include valuable, important details 
and, and I'm not trying to shame you or anything. I'm just saying you can respond back in the comments and give me very important details and I'll answer. Um, oh, geez, where, where am I? I'm scrolling. Okay. Um, I can't get my Facebook ad to show without ClickFunnels showing. Um, there could be two things. I don't know if you're talking about the domain name. If you're talking about the domain name, then what you need to do is um, if you're talking about the domain name, like it's like katina.clickfunnels.com, you just need to add a custom domain. You can Google search that, how to add custom domain on ClickFunnels. If you're talking about when you, when you click the ad and there's a little banner or an affiliate badge for ClickFunnels at the bottom, then you need to go to, um, you need to search how to remove affiliate badge from ClickFunnels pages. And, and you'll be able to find that. Um, what is the next steps after the 15-day challenge? Well, after you finish the challenge, uh, the challenge's goal is to get your business up and running and set up within 15 days. That's our goal. So after you've got your funnel set up, you've chosen your niche, you're ready to rock, then it's time for you to actually start turning into a marketer, start creating content. So make sure you've got a social media profile on TikTok. Make sure you're on Instagram. Make sure you're posting to Facebook. And start to post, I would say, short form video content two to three times a day just to get yourself started, right? Post informational videos uh, about that niche or in that niche and start there. Just make a habit out of that, uh, Ezekiel. And then as you're going, you'll be able to learn, okay, I've posted twice a day for a month. I've gotten X amount of leads. Uh, what do I need to adjust? What are the variables I can improve? How do we set up our TikTok vids after our first coaching call? Um, I'm not sure what you're asking here. It, basically, you create a TikTok account and you hit post. Um, but I'm just unclear about what exactly you mean with this question. If you could clear that up, that'd be awesome. Can you take music from TikTok when you purpose reels or other platforms? Can you use the same music? Typically, Tom, uh, no, but you'd have to check. Basically, what you want to do is you want to create that whole piece of content and then export it or save it before you add the music in TikTok. Um, that way you have the whole piece of content, but then you, when you're posting it to other platforms, you can use the native music or sounds that are available on those platforms. What's the best way to schedule your posts on your personal profile? Um you could just schedule them, I think, but I'm not positive. I haven't tried that on Reels, so I'm not positive that works. But usually there's just a, like if you're posting to Facebook, there's just a schedule button. So you can just schedule pretty easily there. Um, if that doesn't work, uh, you would have to Google search Facebook profile Reels scheduler, uh, which that I haven't done. I've done a little bit of research on Instagram Reels, but I haven't done the search for Facebook Reels. But if you find out, post in our group or something. Find out if you find a great tool and be a help to all of us. Um, should I have a completely separate Facebook account for our business or a page under my name? So Lisa, uh, a lot of people ask, uh, should I be creating another Facebook profile? Here's what I'll tell you is um, a lot of times it, when that happens to people, and I don't know as much recently, but I know over the last three years when people have done that, it, they've gotten all of their Facebook banned. Uh, so, um, like their original profile and this new one, sometimes it just happens to the new one that they create. Um, 
So I would just be cautious with it. And I'm not going to give you advice to create one or not. I would say if it was me, I would not create a separate Facebook account. And if, if I'm worried about like, Hey, I don't, I just don't want my, my uncle or cousin or brother or sister or whatever, or maybe I'm a teacher and I don't want all my kids or I don't know. Um, seeing the videos that I'm posting to reels, you can control that in your settings, uh, who sees your content and who can see your posts and who can see your reels and stuff. So that's always an option. And if you go in and set those settings once, then, um, you can, you can control the people who see your Facebook reels or your content that you're posting to your personal profile. If you don't want certain people to see it, that's kind of the way around that. So I would just keep your same profile. Generally, when you're doing stuff on social media, the longer your social media profiles have been open, the better, uh, the better standing your account will have and keep. So it's usually better to use the older ones that have a little bit of authority behind them. Um, yes, Grace, you can insert your question here. <laughs> um, do you have to have an LLC? It says Deb, what's up, Deb? Good to see you. Um, you don't, you really don't listen. Um, uh, we always recommend for tax saving. It's a smarter business option. So I'm not talking right now. I'm not talking about what I recommend. I'm just talking about, do I have to have one? The answer to that is no. Would I recommend that you have one? Yes. For tax savings, mostly. If you have a company, you can write off more of those things. But the truth of the matter is, if you want to get started right now today, at this moment, you can get started today. It's Monday, August 15th. We're sitting here live. If you want to get started today and you started making money today, and let's say over the next 30 days, you made $100,000. You're not going to make $100,000 in the next 30 days. Nobody's going to do it. I've never seen it. I'm not making that claim, but let's say you did. You could walk over to a CPA's office and say, hey, look, I started this thing as, a, as just me and I don't know what happened, but my business took off and I made a bunch of money over the last 30 days. Um, I, I think I need to start a company for some tax savings. And they would say, yeah, you probably do. And uh, we can figure that out. There's no problem. It, just because you made that money over the last 30 days doesn't change anything. Like you're still fine. You can still start an LLC and claim that income under your LLC. I'm not giving tax advice or whatever, but I'm just saying like, you know, when I first got started and it, years and years ago, I didn't start with an LLC. It would have been easier for me had I started with an LLC, but easy, you know, like easy and doing things the recommended way isn't the way you have to do things. Just remember as an entrepreneur, you get to choose how you do things when you do things. So a lot of times, and I want to just, I want to say this to our whole audience. When you ask a question, do you have to, right? Or um, what was the other question that we had earlier? There's a similar question to this. Um, but basically the angle, does everybody see the angle of this question? And Deb, I just want to give you, I want to empower you a little bit. That's why I'm saying this, but, um, does everybody here feel how that question is worded? Do you have to, the truth about business and starting your own online business is that you don't have to do anything. You don't, there's no right way to do this at all. And there's really no rules set out. 
So it, look, there might be some rules around compliance and stuff like that, but I'm just talking about like, if I want to just get started and start posting some TikToks, just do it, just do it and take the approach of act first and ask for forgiveness later. That's the best entrepreneurial advice I can give you. And so, you know, and the reason I say that is because you're asking, do I have to? And it's sort of like this question, like I need to ask permission for everything that I do or before I get started, I need to ask permission for certain things. Um, you don't have to do that. Just, just go for it. Just do it. Just do it until you've created a situation where you're so successful that you're like, okay, I think I need to use some of this money to uh, figure out how to tax structure, how to start a business or whatever. You know, if that's, um, if that's one of the things holding you back, or there's certain things that a lot of people ask this kind of question. That's why I brought this up. Um, a lot of times people will ask these kind of questions in our Thursday business blueprints group, uh, um, webinars to me. And every time I hear, do I have to, I always want to empower the person and say, you don't have to do anything. And you shouldn't ask permission like that anymore. You should just be free to act. Um, and then ask for forgiveness later. Just say, Hey, you know, I just decided to not even ask permission for this, but I just did it. And I got an amazing result. Hope that's okay. And most times people are like, yeah, congrats, you know, nice work. That's amazing. Good job taking action, you know, so. Um, oh, yeah, okay. So unless you're a verified account, all accounts require a 1,000 followers to put a link. Well, there you go. Boom. Um, so, Katina, how do I change my link in ClickFunnel? So let me also empower you on this one. Ready? Um, I'm going to type this question, how to change link in ClickFunnel. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna change I'm gonna type this into Google and I'm gonna um, here Katina. Let me empower you. Boom! Here it is. How to change link in ClickFunnels and then boom! How to change ClickFunnels funnel URL. There you go. Uh, or also like if you scroll down right here, funnel URL and path names. This is a help article from ClickFunnels. If you guys have any questions about ClickFunnels, their help articles are, it's some of the most thorough, badass stuff of all time. It's so fast and easy. Step one, step two, step three. If you want a video, there it is. Um, it's remarkable. And uh, yeah, that's that's the best way to go about that. Um, see, uh, for those of you who are in coaching, um, there's a lot of times where somebody would have went in and actually sat and showed you how to do that. So that's, that's sort of handing you the answer. But I, I, what I'm trying to do by showing you how to Google that and type that in and do that is that next time um, you don't have to email, call support, ask anybody. You can just go, boom, I'm going to go straight into Google. I'm going to type it in. And the, the, the reason I share that is because I, more and more I'm realizing the best skill that I ever built uh, when I was getting started 12 years ago was how to Google things. That sounds weird, but um, I'm a really good Googler. And in fact, sometimes we'll be sitting on the couch and my wife will say something to me and she'll, she'll, she'll be, I'll be like, well, Google it. She's like, what do I type in? And I'll give her the keywords to type into Google. It sometimes doesn't even sound like a 
like a coherent statement to type into Google, but I'll just feed her the keywords. I'll say, yeah, type like this, 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 and the answer will come up right away. And getting really skilled about what exactly am I looking for? How, what are the words I'm seeking? And if you can type in the right words, the software is there to give you the right answer nine times out of 10. So getting good at just Google searching your own solutions is so powerful because I got to a place where it became almost a game and it became almost fun for me to find answers for myself because I felt self-sufficient. And uh, to the point where now, like if the first answer that comes up is to call a phone number, I'm like, nah, I can find a better answer than that. I'm not going to call anybody. I'm going to figure this out. And you got to, you got to, figure out your route to, to finding your own answers and how you feel empowered. Um, but that's poof. It's really powerful. Um, how to get content ideas. I'm having writer's block. Well, so if you've got writer's block or video block, um, both of those are legit. Um, typically what I do, I do a couple things. I go to Twitter <laughs> um, and I just scroll some of the trending stuff from my local area. You know what's kind of funny? Here's here's a good here's a good idea for content. Um, you can do United States trending uh, on Twitter. Like, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. So if I go to Twitter and you can see like um, today is National Relaxation Day. Okay, that's that's weird. Um, slow down and unwind this national relaxation day. Like if I was looking for content to post on video or maybe go live today or something, um, I could do that. There's a little bit about the Taliban. Oh, well, I should probably not go into that right now, but, um, you know, there's, there's interesting stories about the CEO of Pfizer. There's interesting like call of duty stuff, Nipsey hustle. Uh, but then you can also go into like, um, into news here, right? Experts warn California of, of a disaster larger than any in world history. It's not an earthquake. Um, there's there's uh, things about um, uh, Ethereum and crypto in here. And then also what you can do is, I believe, um, it'll show you content in your local area. And you can also find like, trending in your local area is what I was kind of looking for. And I just don't know where to find that right now. But um, sometimes if you go to like, if you go to Twitter or something, this is kind of a weird hack, but um, you can go to news in my local area. And you know how you get like those funny news videos where people are, um, <laughs> people are on the local news and they'll like, they'll, they'll just be, uh, they'll be talking and they'll make like a, like a, misstep in what they say or else like you'll get a funny article or a funny news story from your local area and if you want to tell like for instance with writing emails if you want to tell a really great email or a really funny email use a, a local news story um those <laughs> throughout history have been some of my better uh most highly engaged emails are like a funny odd local news story and just say hey you know i was browsing the local news recently or whatever you know this came on the the fox 10 news at nine or whatever um that's a great idea otherwise uh search hashtags on on like tiktok 
uh, that's one of the easiest ways to get content ideas um, and see what's trending and see what's going on, right? So if I open up TikTok, hang on a sec here. Let me do a search. Uh, and I search parenting tips on TikTok. Um, so you can see I've got parenting tips searched. It's a little blurry, but you get the point. Um, all right. Amazon. Amazon parent must-haves part one. So look. Parent must-haves part one. You got the little toilet seat, right? Amazon. Okay. So what I would do, Lily, is I would go and if I had a parenting blog or if I was writing emails for parenting, I would go to this person's um, – I would go to this person's page and check out what are the other parenting must-haves. Here's part six. Amazon. Parent must-haves. Part six. Amazon. So check that out. So what you can do is you could write blog posts like um, top five parenting. What did they call that? Parenting must-haves. Oh, yeah. Top five Amazon parenting must-haves or top ten Amazon parenting must-haves. And you can actually look at their content and be like, eh, is this cool or is this not? Maybe I change out the nightlight for uh, a different blanket or something. Um, and and you, But you can get an idea to spark some creativity from just one video like that. I feel like I could go write a blog post on parenting. Um, let's see. Um Uh, do you, do you need a domain name linked to ClickBank? You don't have to have one linked to ClickBank. In fact, you can't really link a domain name to ClickBank, but you do need a domain name for your bridge page that you do need. Hmm. Yeah, if you don't want your colleagues to see uh, and you make a uh, – the business pages tend to not grow quite as organically as a profile for whatever reason. So you can you can just simply block them from seeing any of your content. That's a simple way to do it. It's in the privacy settings in your Facebook. Uh, what's up, Tiffany from Alberta, Canada? I've been running my business for a few months. Notice the majority of people purchasing my links are not my target audience. Should I continue what I'm doing or rethink? Uh, how are you determining that would be my first question. So if they're not, it, it's kind of a contradictory statement to say the people purchasing aren't from your target audience because they would be your target audience if they, because that's kind of the determiner. Like that's the, that's the metric I would look at, which is who is purchasing. That's how I would determine my target audience. <laughs> so maybe you've just got your target audience wrong. I don't know. Uh, should I continue what I'm doing? Should I rethink my target audience? Yeah, probably rethink your target audience. I would just, if you've got people buying and you've got revenue, keep going, but keep reevaluating as you go. Just don't stop what you're doing because you're unsure. Just keep going. Um, and figure out the target audience thing as you go. Uh, what up, Adrian from Texas? Uh, working on my content. I believe it's getting better. I've generated some leads, but no sales. What's the best form of content that works? And what are the best questions to ask when closing in the DMs? Uh, 
So Adrian, I would say the best thing is to ask um, specifically what are people scared of or what are they worried about? Don't use the word scared. Say, so, uh, do you have any worries about getting started with this weight loss program? Do you have any worries about getting started with this keto diet? Have you tried a keto diet before? Do you have any worries about starting it again? What's what's going on for you, right? Uh, a really powerful question is, um, you know, as if you type something, uh, asking open-ended questions. What comes up for you when I say that? Or what 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 do you think about? Or what comes to mind when I say something like that? Right? And allow them to to give you the answers rather than feeding them fear or feeding them their objections. Um, <clears throat> if you generated some leads, no sales, I need to know how many leads you've generated in order to give you feedback on that. So if you've generated 20 leads, it's, it, it isn't a big enough sample size to know if it's converting or not. If you generated um, 200 leads and you've got no sales, then you've got a problem. Um, <clears throat> So Carrie, if you want to edit the little description to your um, to the ClickFunnels page, you want to edit what comes up as a description. You edit the page, Carrie, and then you go into the SEO metadata, which is under settings on the top bar, settings, SEO metadata, and you edit the description there. Um, Uh, Tom, yeah, uh, our challenge is not available in Nigeria. There's too many risks with merchant accounts and, um, uh, yeah, we, the, there, we're not able to offer it there. Sorry about that. Um, I'm going to continue scrolling. We need some like background music or something. Um, I feel like I'm doing what everyone else is doing. I have 300 or more likes each video, but nothing. Um, hmm. uh, are you posting to Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube Shorts, Pinterest, all of those? Um, Amy from Ontario, what's up? Super beginner question. Where do I even post my affiliate link inside my post comments? Um so your affiliate link, guys, should never be posted on social media. You shouldn't ever take an affiliate link from any affiliate back office and post it to social media. Instead, your, your affiliate link should always go on your bridge page. Affiliate link always should go on your bridge page. And then you post your link to your funnel. That's where you post your links. So on Facebook, you can post it in the about me section on TikTok, You can post it a link in your bio when you get a thousand followers. So it should always be in your bio, like your, your about me or your biography, part of your social media profile. Um, any difference between a Facebook page and a Facebook business page? Typically what people are finding is that you'll get more engagement and a lot more, um, uh, growth from a personal Facebook profile. If you're posting your videos there, um, um, let's see. Um, when I post my website, my Facebook reels comments, it says click funnels under it. Why post my website in my Facebook? Oh, um, uh, 
Kaylee, you might have to go in the settings like I was just talking about. Go into the set, go edit your page for your website, for your funnel, and go to settings and go to SEO metadata. And also make sure that you've got a custom domain on your link as well. Um, I created a backup account on a TikTok a couple of weeks ago. No views. One to 11. Should I create a third account? Um, maybe, maybe. Um, guys, I would place a lot of focus on the content and becoming a really killer content creator. That will change everything for you a lot more than creating multiple and more accounts. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Um, Cecilia, if you'd like to find uh, countries that cannot uh, purchase our challenge, you can email support. There's a link that they can send you. Um, does providing a free ebook upfront, uh, is that beneficial? Rodney, um, generally, yes. Um, generally, offering a free ebook and then sending them to a bridge page after has been uh, very beneficial. We see pretty high conversion rates from people who do that. So here's the, here's the thing. If you're running something successful, I know Amy's doing pretty well so far and I, and I want to test out doing a free ebook. I wouldn't stop what you're doing to test a new thing. Instead, I would set up in click funnels. Um, if you're sending traffic to a certain opt-in landing page, I would send traffic to, uh, you can create a split testing click funnels for your opt-in page. And if you're going to do that, I would set up a split test and actually let me share my screen with you. How about this? Let's log into ClickFunnels and I'll show you. I would set up a split test of a 90-10 split test. So send 90% 90, 90 of your traffic to what's already working and send 10% of your traffic to an ebook opt-in and try that. Try that. Um, that's a that's a good way to to work out a little split test. So for instance, let's say that this is my opt-in page. I'm going to share my screen. This is going to be our last question for the day. This is a great question. So this is for a product called Baby Sleep Miracle. And you can see here, I can create a, a split test right here in the middle of my screen. You can see this. And if I click create variation, it's going to create a variation of this uh, exact page. So I'm going to create a duplicate page. And then let's say I wanted to offer an ebook on this page. Let's hit edit this page. I'm going to do this in like three minutes. Um, download my 100% free. Actually, what did that say? Um, download my 100% free ebook. And try this one trick. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna emphasize. I'm gonna let's see here. Underline that 100% ebook and try this one trick tonight to get your baby to sleep. All right. So now I've got the little ebook thing that I'm gonna test. Um, I'm just gonna change my head, tweak my headline a little bit. You can put more work into this. I'm just doing this fast for the sake of um, time. And then I've got a split test. So, um, so uh, Rodney, if you're looking here, you've got 100% of traffic here, 0% of traffic here. So what you can do is you can click and drag this scale, right? 
So click and drag this scale and you could do 90% of traffic versus 10 and then click apply changes. So, um, you know, I would, I would, uh, boom, there we go. So then, um, you've got, you're going to set 10, then that way you're only sending 10% of your traffic to that page. And, um, let me preview this real quick. Okay. And then in your stats, you can see, all right, am I getting, you can see the control, you can see the variation, you can see how many people are hitting and opting into each of those pages. You can see if it increases your opt-in rates. Um, but then also, if you wanted to take this a layer deeper, um, give me, give me in the, in the uh, comments, guys, do you want to see how to take this one layer deeper? Give me a thumbs up if you want to see this one layer deeper and one layer further. This might overwhelm some people from a techie perspective, but you can come back and watch this as a replay. Uh, let me show you one secret, but I need to see enough thumbs up in the comments. Do I got some thumbs up? Yes, yes. Paul, Deborah, Todd. Uh, who else? Jeff, Erica, Christina, Kelly, Brad, Amy, Natalie, Larry. Cash, what's up, Cash? Good to see you. Uh, all right, that's enough. Rodney, yes. So, so here we go. Watch this real quick. If uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a duplicate. I'm going to clone this funnel step. This is my thank you bridge page, and I'm going to clone this funnel step. I'll explain why I'm doing this in a second. But you're going to see um, it says other funnel steps down here. So I'm going to say thank you bridge page. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to click add to funnel. I'm going to go through this fast. And if you want to watch this back as a replay, you can. And you'll get a little free marketing lesson. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rename this to uh, ebook. Thank you, bridge page. So now I've got two separate bridge pages. And one of them is my ebook. So I'm going to grab this link right here. I'm going to copy this link. Copy it. And then I'm going to go to my opt-in page. And I'm going to edit the page. So I'm editing my variation page. I'm editing the variation page. And I'm going to go right here up to settings. And then I'm going to go to general. And um, on submit go to, I'm going to paste that link. So right here on submit go to, I pasted my link and I'm going to hit save. So what did that do? Let me explain what that just did. It means that when somebody open, clicks that button and they open this, I'm going to type this in for the free ebook. Uh, when they type that and when they open it and they opt in, it's going to send them to the other bridge page. It's going to send them to the other bridge page. What do I mean? This ebook bridge page here, okay? This ebook bridge page here, they're going to go to this one. If they go to the one that I've already got set up and is working, this one here, the control, then they're going to go through the funnel as normal. So why is this important, Rodney? This is important because if you've got something that's working or if you know your funnel's been working, let's say you're making a few sales here or there, you don't want to mess that up. That's the worst possible thing 
that a business owner can do is to jack up what's already working. So don't screw anything up with that. Just send 10%, just 10% of your traffic to a test for an ebook. Now, the last piece of being able to track that is most affiliate vendors, pay attention here, listen up real quick. Most affiliate vendors will have the ability to do tags or tag IDs, right? At the end of the URL. So for instance, in my buttons, uh, you would deliver the ebook through email. So your first email out to somebody would just say, uh, hey, here's here's a free ebook. And even if the people didn't opt in for the ebook, they're going to be happy to have gotten a free ebook too. So it doesn't matter if both people are getting it, the people who didn't know about the ebook and the ebook people. Don't overthink that. But um, if you go into the set action for your uh, for your button on your bridge page, you're going to have, um, let's just say you're going to have your affiliate link.com. So this is your main affiliate link that you've been using as typical. Let me zoom in here. Um, this is your typical affiliate link. And then you're going to put a question mark TID equals ebook something like this. Rodney, give me a thumbs up if this makes sense. So typically you can do a tag ID. The TID is what we use. That's that's how we code our things is a question mark tag ID equals ebook. And if you've already got one string of a, a question mark, then you would put an and symbol instead of a question mark. That's a, that's a funnel string thing, but we're not going to get into that. But if you put that ebook, then in your affiliate dashboard in your affiliate back office, you're going to see every single sale that comes through via the ebook. So here's this is how you would track it. Then you'd look in your ClickFunnels stats. You would say, "Hey, are my opt-in rates about the same or better?" Maybe your ebook uh, opt-in rate is five percent less, but you convert fifty uh, percent more of them into sales. They convert at a higher rate, right? So you would calculate your opt-in rate. You would calculate, basically, it's it's called earnings per click. So of all the people that land on that ebook funnel, how much money have you got? Money divided by clicks money or hits. Uh, same thing with your typical running funnel that's already working. And then that way you can see over time, you can run this test for a month or two. You can see over time, uh, okay, I get more value or the, the people who come through my ebook funnel are more valuable to my business um, than, uh, yeah, than, than to my typical traffic. So um, that's, a, that's a fast and easy way for you to be able to track all of your traffic that's coming through your funnel and uh, to make sure that you've, you understand exactly, is this helping or is this not? Um, so anyway, all right, guys, uh, we're going to be here tomorrow, same time, same place, 10 a.m. Eastern for another edition of wake up legendary be legendary. My friends, I'll see you again tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. I'll be here. Hope you're here. We're going to have a guest tomorrow. Tune in, make sure you don't miss it. See you.